we are at the crucifixion. We left off last week with the the vinegar and myrrh that they they after Jesus is placed on the cross, or they try to give it to him maybe before he's raised up. Um, and that's where we left last week. So we're at verse 35 now. Verse 35. Then they crucified him um, and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments amongst them, and for my clothing they cast lots. This is that passage in Psalm. It's Psalm chapter 22. David wrote this psalm uh, a thousand years before Jesus crucified. Um, and, the, and this is Psalm 22, verse 14. There's extra biblical... I, I just want y'all to understand the there are other writings that talk about the book of Psalms that we know all of those things existed way long before the New Testament was written. So the idea that somehow some like even one person like J.R.R. Tolkien or somebody like that that created this world. But, but we know there, there are things that existed like the book of Psalms. We know that it, because of other writings that existed before. So David writes this almost a thousand years before and says, I am poured out. Crucifixion didn't exist then. Crucifixion is introduced by the Persians several hundred years later before the Romans do it in Jesus' day. But he says, I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. And that's one of the things that happened. And, uh, sometimes what happened was your shoulders would come, would be dislocated, and you couldn't, you couldn't pull yourself up anymore to be able to breathe. And m- many times they suffocated. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It doesn't work anymore. It's melted within me. Remember when that Jesus was when they drove the spear in, it came out like water, and that's that pericardial sac breaking. So your heart's melted. Literally, that happens in crucifixions. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, um, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death, for dogs surround me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. That. This is before crucifixion was known. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. And, of course, Jesus had been lashed so many times in all those stripes. His ribs very likely showed through. They can count all my bones. They look at They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast... Lots. So David wrote about that almost a thousand years that's, before. That's the Lord speaking. That's oh the, oh. That is, that's that right. Is, yeah, He's saying that, it to yeah. David, who writes it down. Yeah. That's right. But, but the part about I count all my bones, they look and stared at me. Yes. When I first realized that, that amazed me more than anything else. I was reading a a, a book by. Uh, what was his name? Anyway, the Great Planet Earth, I think it was. Okay, Josh he, McDowell. He, he, yeah, he he talked about him being naked, right, on the cross, right, 
and I, 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 I just for days that just was right. before me. Oh yeah, it's it's difficult. It's uh, I mean the we've gotten used to the idea of the cross, and I mean not complacent, but when you're just, you're desensitized to it, when you've heard about it, you've seen the movies. If you've seen Mel Gibson's yeah. m- movie, the, I mean, it's 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 just amazing, yes. and but and it was real and. That that Jesus survived it all to to be able to even get there is pretty amazing. So that's the that's the verse from Psalm that's quoted there, uh, and it's and then we're going to keep just keep that in mind as we go through. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there. So he's been raised up on the cross, and he's and they just sit down there to wait, and that's when they're casting you know dividing his garments up. Why would they divide his garments up? They were expensive. Yeah, clothes. I don't. We don't think about that because a lot of us just give clothes away all the time, and we don't years think about ago, it. You wouldn't have. What? Years ago, you wouldn't have. How many years ago? Down, a lot of years you pass ago. Pass it down to the kids. You wear well, three Jimmy's sizes, time. four Jimmy's sizes, two B. You know. Yeah, my mom talk, talks about that. That they and we have some of the Everything those. You know, they talked down. about making a, a dress out of potato bag or a potato sack or a flour yeah. sack. Yes, we yeah. And yeah. we oh, actually dresses and at my mom's yeah. aunt's home, which was a, a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. She, they all, that whole family died out, and so my mom and her brother went and gathered all that stuff up and they found all those sacks and they were actually printed i've had this thing in mind that it's a gold a gold bond or whatever flower on it and it didn't it was actually print because just cloth people yeah, it was a blessing it was a big yeah. deal yeah. in jesus day it was even more so i mean this Remember when Elisha, when Naaman comes to Elisha to be healed of his leprosy, and he, one of the things he brought him was clothes, and um, I mean it would be like he brought him an Armani suit or something like that. And Gehazi says, "Well, I don't want it. I don't want to lose out on that." So he goes and lies and tells a story to get those clothes. So in in this day, clothes were a big deal. Um, he Gehazi did pay the consequences. So they they're taking doing his clothes, sitting him down, throwing the dice for him. They put up, a, they put over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. If they put it over his head, there's all different things about what the cross looked like. The, and for it had to have been one of there's two kinds. There's one that looked like a, just a T, and then the other one looked like a plus, like we normally think of the cross. And if it was hung over his head, there had to be that thing over there, just for the record. Um, when in, in John, it says that Pilate gave them, wrote it down on there, King of the Jews. And, uh, and then in John, it said, over here, it says that the uh, the Pharisees went to him and he said, don't write that he's right king of the there. Jews. People, he said that, but we don't believe that. And he said, what I've written, I've written. Um, okay, so then two robbers were crucified with him. That's in all four of the Gospels. Two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. Most likely, 
Barabbas was intended to be where Jesus was, and these other two guys were cohorts of his. And because they weren't just like small-time burglars. You, you got your hand chopped off for stealing or something like that. These were guys who caused a lot of mayhem in, in addition to being robbers. Um, one on the right, one on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Um, in... In John chapter 2, it refers to Jesus. uh, That's one of the passages. And Jesus says, you tear down the temple and tear down this temple and I will build it back in three days. Um, That maybe he was talking about the temple of his body and and that his body will be back in three days. And we know that. We, I mean, we can kind of figure out maybe what he meant by what happened, because that is what happened. Um, and so the, all these people are there, and you, I, I don't know if you've seen movies about beheadings like in, uh, in the 1600s and like Anne Boleyn and all that stuff that happened with Henry VIII, all those beheadings that happened. P, P, the crowd would holler out and throw stuff at them. It's just horrible. And that happened to Jesus, the Son of God, um, about just the passers-by. But it says in verse 41, Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and the elders, said, Well, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. Man, I just can't imagine the judgment that's going to fall on those guys. Because Jesus accused him. He said, you, he said you're, the, you, you're, the, you're the protectors, uh, the, the keepers of the oracles of God. And you don't count it really anything. You keep anybody else from being able to get there. And so they, they know what the truth is. They've, they've said things like, well, for one if one must die so that the rest of us can live, not knowing that they were prophetic and all that, if one must die so the rest of us can live, then so be it. I mean, they're just heaping. And they, when Pilate says, I don't see any fault with him, his blood on us. They, I mean, so those guys are saying, um, if he is the king of Israel, uh, he, let him come down from the cross and, we'll believe, and then we'll believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. Uh, for he said, I am the son of God. So jeering. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of what David was talking about. And also, remember Isaiah chapter 53, the suffering servant, how it says he was re- despised and rejected of men, um, certainly rejected by all these preachers. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. So they were in on it too. They were just got caught up in it, and they um, they said, and Jesus says in chat and Luke, we don't have it here, but Jesus says in the Luke passage, he says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Yeah. So, in in the middle of in the midst of all that, Jesus asks, intervenes on their behalf for them to have forgiveness. And I'm wondering if that's what caused the, um, the other 
the other one of the thieves that's on the cross, if that's what causes him to say, wait a minute, just hold on a minute. We're guilty, These, but, but that guy didn't do anything. And that's, that's in John, or, or no, that's in the Luke passage. Uh, in the Luke passage, he says, uh, um, that's when Jesus says to him, you'll be with me and verily I say unto thee today, uh, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Um, and we'll go back to Matthew there. I just wanted to add those things in because it looks like some stuff's missing there. And But... This, this right here is a harmony of the gospel, so it's all four of them right side by side, going, trying to put the passages together. So some of it jumps around, but it all, gets, it all comes together in the end. Um, so, now from the sixth hour un, uh, until the ninth hour, so from noon to three o'clock, there was darkness over all the land from noon to three o'clock. That's when if, it's gonna, if there's going to be light, that's the that's lightest the brightest part of the day, brightest part of the day. But it was dark. Darkness over all the land. And can you imagine? I, I mean, just think about it. I can't imagine. Think about it if you are one of the scribes and the Pharisees and you're thinking, you're thinking, yeah, we, we've got all this under control now. Come down off that cross if you, if you really are the Son of God. And then it starts getting dark and, may, and the wind's blowing. And you're thinking, uh, maybe we are. Uh, I mean, you start. You think it was gradual? I, I'm not too sure that it wasn't just. Obvious. Yes, sure, sure, sure. Um, that They get him up on there and pretty soon all it's looking dark and they're thinking, maybe we've made a mistake. Um, about the, so from the sixth to the ninth hour, darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is in Aramaic. Well, Eli is, is Hebrew, but uh, lama sabachthani is Aramaic that says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Remember in Isaiah 53, he was rejected by Eve. So he's rejected by men. He's rejected by this crowd. And then he feels rejection even from God. Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, he's calling for Elijah. Eloi, they don't. Uh, Luke, I think, records that he said Eloi and and it. Elias, it's, it's close that he could have said Elijah or Elisha. Um, he's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on the reed and offered it to him to drink. That, that kind of... Um, uh, what you, it had wine and myrrh together and it was a it, pain reliever, an analgesic. So I, I don't know if they thought he might be able to say more if, he, if they gave that to him. And, but some people say, no, just leave alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And that could have been jeering and making fun. Or they may have thought, well, maybe something's really going to happen here. Because all the circumstances, they, it was pretty weird. Uh, 
And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. You can look in, um, in Luke especially and then and John also, and there's a lot of stuff added in here that Matthew leaves out because that's it. Jesus gives up, yielded up his spirit, so he's dead there. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That's only, um, I think that's only here in Matthew. The, 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 where, oh, here we are. I hit that button wrong. Okay. And the temp, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Do you have a picture of what that is? I mean, do you a veil or curtains like that? The what I've had experience with is like in the theater, and they have big, they're double sets of curtains. You can't see through them at all, and and they're very heavy. It, you pull them with a rope and it, it moves that thing across. A little bit like big drapes at home or something like that. Remember you pull on that cord? This one's like five inches or six inches wide. Yeah, it was very thick. Thick. Yeah. You couldn't even pull it. They actually bought, brought mules in to pull, uh, to pull on the ropes to pull it open. It was hardly ever pulled open for one thing. It was all, I mean, it, and it's 40 feet tall. So to tear it to tear it from the top to the bottom is almost impossible to do. I mean, it's not like you just go and get one of those big old giant uh, giant boy ladders or whatever those things are that unfold and they're really tall. You know, we've had one in here, and so it's like twenty five feet tall. But they it would have had to have been forty feet tall. Um, and they didn't have. Uh, scissor lifts that you roll in here with batteries and raise them up and down. They didn't have anything like that. It's not like somebody could sneak in there and, and use a knife and tear it from the top to the bottom. Couldn't be done. I mean, it's unusual that it was torn from top to bottom. Um, you think it was opened up where people could see in? Well, that's the deal, is that God, uh, admission to the Holy of Holies was extremely limited. limited. One man, one time a year. Yeah. One Not even the same one. I mean, it, no, hardly anybody in their whole lifetime, even the priests, basically nobody ever went in there. Um, and it was torn from top to bottom so that now we all go in. We all have access to God Praise without. And God has access out of that room, too. That's right. Because <laughs> that's why I say, you know, whoever says Jesus has free is free indeed. And I think he said the Father free, too, because he was right. stuck in that room. Well... Mm. That's right. That's right. That's the idea. Yeah. Loose him too. Yeah. <laughs> Come out now. I, I, it's more like a phone book booth. God yeah. would meet there with somebody, yeah. but he God was already all over. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the idea that God was in the Ark of the Covenant. You know, they um, when they took it out to try to win against the Philistines because they lost time after time after time. Well, God could not die for man. He couldn't die. God yes. could not die for God. Okay. Inside Jesus, even. Right. It took the humanity of Jesus on the cross. He oh, was the yes. Son of God. That's right. But yeah. I understand. So the Father it, was released. Yes. <laughs> so 
Veils torn, the earth quaked and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Boy, that'd be something. Matthew is the <laughs> only one that says that this stuff happens. And this would have never been maintained for these 2,000 years if that hadn't really happened. I, I believe that that's a factual account and that people witnessed it, that dead people came walking into Jerusalem, maybe went home and stuff like that. Now, they didn't, I don't think they stayed. I think they had some glorified body. It was a little taste of what will happen in, uh, in the last days. Uh, you think it was recent? When Jesus, recent, recent people died, or you think people that may have been dead? I think that they recognized them yeah, recent, so recent enough. Recent yeah. I believe they walked down the road and seen a Somebody related to him. That's Uncle Joe. <laughs> we buried him last year. Uh, that's exactly what I think. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep are raised. Yeah. The All saints. Asleep. Saints. Yeah. Faith the Lord. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. That, I believe that's a factual account. So when the so all of this crazy stuff is going on, and the centurion that's in charge of a centurion is in charge of a hundred guys, and he was in charge of this group that was supposed to make sure that nothing happened with this crazy Galilean, um, and the, so that centurion's there when he sees all that's going on. Who are guarding Jesus? And they saw the earthquakes and the things that had happened. They feared greatly, saying, "Truly, this was the Son of God." I wonder if they believed at that moment, if they were born again. Later. I just wonder. <laughs> or because, believed well, they weren't born again then, because Jesus was the first one born that's again right. from the dead. That's right. So, but they, but they may have they got something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it they, was righteousness, just yeah. like Abraham. They yeah. still ahead, lied and said, you know, that somebody stole him. And got money. They didn't lie. I don't think they're the no, ones that I lied. Think I think somebody did. else did. Leaders. Later on, a different group did. And I, they may have even been the temple guards, not the Roman yeah. guards. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, truly, this was the Son of God. Verse 55. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, Galilee uh, were, and had been ministering to him all that time, were there looking from afar. So this, there's a, there's a little group on the top of, the, of Golgotha, and there's a three crosses at least there, and these ladies are a little ways off, but they're close enough. Um, John said that Jesus tells the beloved disciple, John, to take, this is my mom, uh, Meet your mother, mother, meet your son. They, so he gives him charge of Mary during that time. But these people that had followed Jesus all the way from Galilee and had come down here and followed all the way, ministering to him, they're looking from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Her name is Salome. Um, so... And then the, one of the others said that Mary, the mother of Jesus, is there too. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, that's James the Lesser that is mentioned in there, mm-hmm. or little James. Um, so there, at least these, those four women are there during all that time. 
watching, I, I mean, terrible uh, having to watch all that. Well, all Paul said was, as he fell down on the road to Damascus, Lord. Right. And so he was born. Yeah, he was know. born again then. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if that had something to do with them coming to God. Possibly. He came to God by faith always. Yeah. So Paul got born again there. If he got born again when the hands laid on him, I don't know. Could have. Yeah. Um, one thing. One thing I left out, it says, it said that Jesus yielded up his spirit. Yeah. That, that's important. In John, in John chapter 10, which is where it talks about the good shepherd, he says there, the, the <laughs> good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Um, it, his life isn't taken from him, but he gives it up freely. Down. So that, the idea that Jesus yielded up, it, that's important. Men didn't kill him. He gave his life up. Well, that was a new commandment. He said, I receive a new commandment from God and lay down my life, I can pick it up again. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this Mary, Mary Magdalene is the one who is delivered of seven demons. So she, uh, she was devoted. She was really devoted. That's a different Mary from the Mary that anointed him. Mary, the, there were lots and lots of Marys. Uh, so when the evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph. He was of the Sanhedrin. Joseph and Nicodemus, who comes to Jesus at night in John chapter 3, and that's where Jesus said, you must be born again. Um, and so those two... Come, Joseph of Arimathea, at, but Nicodemus is with him in one of the other Gospels, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded that, that the body be given to him. So they don't have to mess with him. They don't have to... They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to. So this rich guy comes along, maybe bribes him to be able to get the body of Jesus... Um, and when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of rock, and he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. So, okay, this rich guy somehow gets the body of Jesus and prepares it for burial. They, um, one of them, it says that they put the herbs on top of it. This is a hundred pounds of... And, and this happened right before the Sabbath on Friday night. So the, they couldn't do anything until late the next day because that's the Sabbath and they're forbidden from doing any work, anything that looks like we're forbidden from doing almost anything. Um, all these preparations are made the night before. Uh, a friend of mine in, lived in New York in the 60s and, and Jewish people would pay him to come turn their lights on and off because they were forbidden from doing that. I mean, it's just ridiculous kinds of things. So they hurry up and get Jesus put in this tomb and then everybody gets, gets away because they'll get in trouble otherwise. He's got a hundred pounds. Of, I mean, a, a, 
thing of concrete weighs 80 pounds. So it, more than that, laying on top of him, I, I mean, and the idea that he wasn't really dead and that, you know, and he gets up later, you couldn't do that. Um, Jesus was dead, completely dead, wrapped up in all this cloth and everything and put in this new tomb. The new tomb is an interesting thing because only rich people had tombs like that that had been freshly cut out and made. Just, nobody else had been buried in there before. They, because a lot of times in, they put tombs and they cleared them out and put somebody else in there later on. They reduce their bones down into little packages and, and maybe keep it, but tombs were used over and over and over. This was a new and fresh cut. Uh, no, nobody had ever been in, in it before. That's an unusual kind of thing. And here's why it's important. Because in Isaiah chapter 53, the suffering servant passage that we've looked at several times, that's where it's, well, it says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. We've already seen that. Someone said, some preacher one time, and he may have been quoting somebody else, but he said that the odds, like the percentages or whatever, like like something, like the odds that you're going to win the lottery is a million to one, or it's really many, many, it's like several hundred million to one, mm-hmm. that the odds that anyone in history could have fit all the things about Jesus, that, that someone just by chance, this guy comes along, oh, he fits all the stuff. It's, it's so remote. It's like one times 10 to the 39th power or something like that. It's ridiculous. And somebody said to figure that out, it's like if you had, if you start piling up quarters, the quarters would be like um, a mile deep and cover the state of Texas. That's, that's how many to one the odds are. But look at all the things just in this one passage in chapter 53 that fits. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. We had that. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. This is the same passage where it says, by his stripes we are healed. Um, he was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked. So he dies with the wicked, but the rich at his death. So he dies with thieves, but he's put in a rich man's tomb once he's dead, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. So there's another. He opened his mouth, that oh, all the people mercy. would have fell back. Yeah. Because of the power of God, and it would have hindered him laying down his life right. for us. That's why. He, so you're saying yeah. that's why he didn't talk. Yes. Because if he had yes. talked. Well, in the gardens, they all fell back. Yeah. And yeah. someone said the naked young man in the garden that threw by, you know, <laughs> it's always been a mystery to me, but. When Jesus spoke, he probably came up out of the grave. Hmm. You remember that happening in the no. garden? No, I don't know. Which garden and what? Uh, well, what? when Jesus was in there, when they came after they were, him. When they arrested him. Somewhere. There was a young man that ran out naked. Oh. And I've always wondered about that. And the only thing I can think of was when Jesus spoke, he came, came out, out of the grave. grave. Out of the grave. Oh, okay. That's interesting. He overshot. <laughs> I thought it was John. I thought that was huh? I thought it was John. I thought it was John. 
know if that's... No, it's naked, no. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I thought... No, it's somebody else other than disciples. <laughs> yeah. Um, where are we at? I'm, I'm bummed up. Okay, so we... You got him off track here. <laughs> and he departed. Verse 61 then says, And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. So they just, were, they just sat there, yeah. sat and waited. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, now, so this is Saturday, I guess. So during the Sabbath... Wouldn't they, he have been crucified on Wednesday? It's, it was a high day. Okay. And yeah. I think that's when There's he was a lot crucified. of uh, arguments about what, well... But the, he, he stayed in the ground three days and three nights. Yeah. Rose Saturday evening. Um, so, well, he, but he, he's resurrected Sunday morning. I, I don't, uh, I don't want to get stuck on the, yeah. uh, on the, I don't want to get stuck on the. Uh, Your day starts at six in the evening, doesn't it? Well, yeah, sunset. So after six o'clock, I mean, he could. Yeah, end. he rose, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's alive. He did. He's alive. And we're um, with him. So on the next day, the, the Pharisees go to Pilate and they say, on during the Sabbath, so, sir, we remember while he was still alive, how he, he said, after three days I'll rise. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he's risen from the dead, so the last deception will be worse than the first. Yeah. Uh, so... They're worried about what will happen. I think it's funny that they're worried about his disciples because where are his disciples during all this? They've all disappeared. Uh, Peter cussed and said, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't think there's any worry about the disciples coming and stealing his body away. But he says... Those uh, women may have those. Well, yeah, those women had a lot of gumption, didn't they? They're they're still there taking care of stuff. So Pilate says to him. Okay, whatever. You can have a guard, go your way, make it as secure as you know how to do. And so there were Roman guards there. I'm pretty sure there were probably temple guards there because the the Pharisee, the priests and the Pharisees, the Pharisees and the Sadducees had their own guards that could do a lot of stuff, but they couldn't put anybody to death. So but the Romans are there, all those guys are there, and they seal the stone and um and then they apparently they left. Like they used to take wax and seal things. Do you think that's what they're talking about? Or put a, or or just put a put an official seal like we'd have on a seal showing that it's been sealed. Yeah. Uh, when the when the police put a thing up and they seal up a, a crime scene and they put tape and you mm-hmm. have to cut that tape in order to open the door. Mm-hmm. Um, when the uh, they used to put seals on a scroll, just like in Revelation, and you'd have to break that seal to, to be able to read it. It's possible, I think, that it was, says that they put a seal on it, sealing the stone. I think they just put a seal like that, something that would show that it was broken into. Well, then, you know, the kings had a ring, and they yes. sealed stuff that's with right. wax, and so that's why I was wondering. And so they'd seal up scrolls the same way, and I think that that's probably what they did, what they did. is they put some official on there that said, if you break this, you die. And so I think that's what they put on there. And then, um, 
So that's all the bad news. In, in the next, we get the good news next. The next, the good news next. The good news coming. There was an old preacher that used to say, uh, "It's Friday, but Sunday's coming." Yeah. Um, so, I like yeah. the song. The what? The song. Is that a is that a song too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for your word. I, I pray that in this special season that we're in, in this um, anniversary, that we um, that we commemorate the resurrection. I pray that it'll bring us the freedom that you intended for us to receive from it. Uh, br- bring us the encouragement about our own lives and where we're at right now and our loved ones that will bring us the peace that we're supposed to have as a result of the resurrection itself, that, that the truth of the resurrection affects everything else that we believe. Um, bless us, in the, especially this weekend as we make preparations, and bless the time that we spend together this Sunday especially. Um, I pray for families to be able to be here and for us to have good weather, and um, ju- that, just that you'll bless this special time in a new way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless y'all. Jordan, the new-